At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining me here on this Monday, July 3rd edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we kick off another week here on the podcast, another week on the article. Ten games on the MLB betting board for today. Two of them have already started, but I will touch on those games and the other eight games, including three plays that I have as we go throughout the show here. But before I do that, I want to remind you over at vcin.com, lots of great stuff going on. My good buddy, Zach Cohen, covering Wimbledon as the world's most recognizable turn- tennis tournament underway. Some Wimbledon stuff from Zach throughout the week, throughout the tournament, actually, over at vcin.com. We'll have plenty of coverage of NBA Summer League as well. That actually tips off, I believe, today, uh, but July 7th here in Las Vegas. We'll have some in-depth coverage of that will also be broadcasting live from summer league with Jonathan Von Tobel. So that'll be a whole lot of fun for those that are missing the NBA. Um, I started a couple of days ago working on all my college football prep work, our college football betting guide coming out a month from today. So not that far away from the college football betting guide, which is a good reminder that our NFL betting guide dropped last Thursday here at vcin.com, our June 29th release, the earliest that we've ever put that guide out. Very, very good publication, 78 pages, chock full of team previews, advanced stats, proven betting systems, proprietary betting trends, uh, all kinds of feature articles, staff best bets for futures, props, season win totals, all that stuff in that 2023 NFL betting guide. So you can subscribe over at vcin.com, $19 introductory offer that'll get you the first month, it'll get you the NFL guide. But if you want the summer kickoff special, 175, that'll take you through through the Super Bowl on February 11th. That'll give you all of our coverage across all sports up until that point. Also, as we go throughout the summer here, a site redesign is coming over at vcin.com. Also, some more betting tools in the workshop. So that'll all be part of your vcin pro experience. So check out that summer kickoff special, 175, or you can just get an annual subscription for 20 bucks a month, $240 over at vcin.com 
slash subscribe. All right, doing this a little bit late here today. I had a little bit of a long intro to the article today. Uh, obviously, things have not gone particularly well with the picks. I sincerely apologize for that. I mean, look, despite what people out there want to tell you on social media and all of that, people don't win all the time. Sometimes you do have a bad season, and so far I've had a bad baseball season, a damn shame with the fact that we're doing this podcast for the first season here. But look, I'm diligently trying, working harder than ever to try and dig out of this hole uh, that you know I've created for myself this season. And in fact, you know, along with a little bit of soul searching this morning, did some extra work on today's MLB card that kind of pushed everything back, both with the article and the release of the podcast. So we'll just jump right in to everything here right now. Something I do want to mention, of course, as I talked about on my Live Bet Sunday appearance last night with Ben Wilson and Jeff Parles, and I've mentioned this, of course, on the show here recently as well, the weather is a huge factor. Not only the increased temperatures, the increased humidity, the higher dew points, things that help the ball carry a little bit more, but also we've had so many games impacted and or affected by rain over the last couple of weeks here, and it makes for a difficult handicap, right? It's hard to take an over with a game that might not start until 10 o'clock Eastern time because of a two, three hour delay. Those teams, they just want to get the game over with, you know, get through the game, get back to the hotel, get back home, whatever the case may be. So that's a little bit difficult. Also, you run into these situations where a lot of this is thunderstorm activity, which can be very, very unpredictable, especially with the instability in the atmosphere right now. So you may look at a game where, it looks like it's going to rain the third or fourth inning. And sometimes they'll start the game and you'll wind up losing the starters. Other times they don't start the game. And then you get into that situation I talked about earlier where you have this prolonged delay. Some fans decide to leave. The players maybe check out a little bit, all of that. So it can be a really, really difficult thing handicapping these games around the weather. So just want to mention that at the top of today's show couple of games in action, and uh, so far, one team getting the better of the other team. The Cubs and the Brewers drew Smiley in Chicago up 3-0 on Julio Tehran and the Brewers. So it does appear that Julio Tehran's regression is continuing. Gave up seven runs on seven hits, including four homers and five and two-thirds last time out against the Mets. Now struggling early on here against the Cubs. This was inevitable. It was just a matter of time as to when it was coming because Tehran was out of the big leagues and was awful in AAA for San Diego before getting acquired by the Brewers. So this was coming. There was no question that it was coming. It was just going to be a matter of when, and it appears it has been in today's start and also in his previous start. So the market will certainly adjust as we go into Tehran's next outing. We'll see if Drew Smiley can keep this up here because Smiley of late, he struggled as well. Last six starts, 639 ERA, 638 FIP. 31 innings pitched, only a 20 to 15 strikeout to walk ratio. And he's given up seven homers. The big thing for Smiley throughout the course of the career of, of this season, I mean, is that he's limited hard contact. That has not happened as much over his last few starts, especially with that home run rate. Maybe running into a little bit of a good matchup here today because the Brewers are so bad against lefties. But we'll see if he continues that as we go throughout the show here. Next up, as we look at the National League slate of things, Cincinnati and Washington, Luke Weaver and Jake Irvin in this one. couple of ugly pitching lines for these two guys. Irvin, 472 ERA, 484 expected, 499 FIP in 47 and two-thirds. Ten starts, he's allowed four or more runs in four of them. 
Recently, though, over his last 16 and two-thirds, 14 to 5 strikeout to walk ratio, just five earned runs allowed for the season. His hard hit percentage is only 36.3%, barrel rate 6.8%. So for Irvin, it's a matter of not having enough strikeouts and issuing a few too many walks. But by and large, he's done a good job of staying off the barrel, and he's done a decent job, honestly, of keeping the Nationals in the game more often than not, which is something I can't say about Luke Weaver going for the Reds today. 696 ERA, 531 expected, 542 FIP, 64 and two-thirds across 13 starts, 343 BABIP, 64.8% left on base percentage. Those are two areas where maybe some positive regression is possible. But he's given up 14 homers on the year, double-digit barrel rate, high hard hit percentage. When you're looking for positive regression out of BABIP or left-on-base percentage, you have to assume a reasonable level of command. And by that, I mean not giving up a ton of home runs, not giving up a lot of loud contact, not putting yourself in a situation where you have a lot of these plate appearances with men on base. For Weaver... Yeah, 343 Babbitt may be a little bit high, a 64.8% left on base percentage may be a little bit low, but there aren't really a whole lot of signs in the profile that those two numbers will improve because the quality of his stuff and the quality of his command have simply not been there. So we'll see what he does here today against the Nationals because Washington is not a good offense against righties. Uh, They're a much better offense against lefties, but he's allowed four runs in nine of his 13 starts, 24 runs in his last five outings. We'll see if he struggles here again against the Nationals. That'll be another indictment of his season to date. If he pitches well, now a lot of it probably has to do with the Nationals, who, again, their biggest claim to fame, they don't strike out a lot. They put a lot of balls in play. And if you put balls in play against Weaver, obviously, a lot of good things have been happening. We'll skip over the Cardinals and the Marlins because I've got a pick on that game and head to the Pirates and the Dodgers. Mitch Keller and to be determined, In this one. Now, it's supposed to be Clayton Kershaw, but there are some talks out there that maybe Kershaw, who had a cortisone injection after his last start, uh, could be going on the injured list here. If so, he'll miss next week's All Star game, his 10th All Star appearance, uh, and he'll miss another start later on this week. So the thing for the Dodgers is this you know, I would try, and I'm not a GM, I'm not an owner, I'm not in the decision making process, but I would try to really err on the side of extreme caution here with Clayton Kershaw. He's been great this season. He's been really, really good. But he has not thrown more than 126 in a third inning since 2019. So obviously he had the COVID year in 2020, injury-shortened seasons in 21 and 22 for Kershaw. The way that he's pitching, the fact that you've got injury concerns with Dustin May and Walker Bueller. Uh, Julio Urias came back over the weekend and didn't pitch very well at all against Kansas City. When you have all of these concerns, I think you err on the side of caution. So my guess would be that Kershaw does go on the injured list today after getting that cortisone injection, and that would mean Michael Grove would get the start. He's on the taxi squad. He's with the team in Los Angeles. So that would be my guess, but again, obviously speculating with no betting line, not really a whole lot of value on a show of this nature. But what I will say about Kershaw is this. The velocity looks fine. The spin rates look fine. I don't see any injury indicators based on the um, the StatCast data that I can see. But, you know, I mean, the guy knows his body. He's been around a long time. If he says that there's an issue and he thinks monitoring it 
with a cortisone injection is the best course of action. Who am I to judge? So we'll see what happens with Kershaw here going forward, but uh, that is something to definitely keep an eye on. We'll be right back after this short break on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this show and all of the shows in our VSIN family of podcasts here. We move on to the American League, and this was a game that had a very, very large line movement this morning. Christian Javier and Martin Perez, the Astros and the Rangers. Javier has been staked to a 6 nothing lead as they're in the bottom of the second in that game. Rangers got bet all the way up to a minus 145 favorite at some shops here for this one. Total of nine. Some shops opened Houston a slight favorite. Some shops opened Texas a slight favorite. But we saw ample movement here on the Rangers. And look, I mean, I get it. And I've talked about this a lot. You know, of the teams that are underperforming this season, the Astros seem to be the one really punished in the betting markets for what they've done so far. And again, not having Jordan Alvarez definitely plays a big role in how they've been priced and what their market perception has been. But Martin Perez, 428 ERA, 488 expected ERA, 486 FIP going into this start. Strikeout percentage was down over 5%. He had already allowed more home runs, 13 of them, in 90 and a third innings pitched this season after allowing 11 in 196 and a third innings last season. So Already given up more homers this season in a hundred fewer innings than last season. So I it was surprising to me to see the market really get behind Martin Perez, where I don't see any reason to do so. Christian Javier hadn't looked good, though. The Astros right-hander, 14 runs on 24 hits over his last four starts. Uh, just not getting swings and misses, not really locating well. Uh, there was some talk that Maybe he was tipping his pitches. There was some talk that maybe that was a possibility here uh, throughout the course of the season. So, you know, look, his strikeout percentage is down over 11% from last year. The markets didn't like Houston to begin with, and we saw this big line movement. But 
it hasn't really worked out, at least not to this point. So we'll see if the Rangers are able to come back, but certainly uh, a lot of distrust in the marketplace there for Javier and the for the, and the Astros. A lot of trust placed in Perez and the Rangers, and that seems to be a little bit misguided at this point in time. So we move on to the Orioles and the Yankees. And of course, a lot of people talking about Domingo Herman coming off of the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. And I will be very honest and very upfront with you right now and say that if anybody is citing trends in a start after a perfect game, they are full of shit. That is somebody you do not want to listen to in this business. The last perfect game that we had was thrown almost 11 years ago. There were three perfect games in 2012. Philip Umber, Matt Cain, Felix Hernandez. We went almost 11 seasons. We went 10 years and 11 months without a perfect game. So if anybody's talking about betting trends after a perfect game, that don't listen to that person. It's absolute bullshit. There's nothing that it could be the least bit relevant about coming off of a perfect game. Herman only threw 99 pitches in his perfect game uh, in his last time out. So he didn't have to throw 125 like Matt Cain did back in June of 2012 or 113 like King Felix did. 99 pitches is just a normal workload. Historic start, of course, but there was nothing that was over the top ridiculous about that start necessarily. I mean, he allowed his lowest average exit velocity of the season, 84.1 miles per hour. He only gave up three hard hit balls. Yeah, I mean, he had a stat line that would suggest a lot of success. Perfect game worthy? I don't know, but he threw one. So whatever. But the weird thing about it was Herman had allowed 17 runs on 15 hits in five and a third innings prior to that over his previous two starts. He had a 50% hard hit percentage in his previous three starts, along with six barrels in those starts. So I don't know where it came from. He'd allowed eight homers in his previous five starts, four in the start before that. So I don't know, whatever it happened. And honestly, if you look at the list of guys to throw a perfect game, it's kind of all over the place. So whatever, I guess we'll see what happens coming into this game. But, you know, Baltimore, not that great offensively against righties. They've been much better offensively against lefties throughout the course of the season. The Yankees have been bad against everybody offensively since Aaron Judge went out, with the exception of the A's, who, of course, they pummeled last week, J.P. Sears and Hogan Harris specifically. Today, Tyler Wells gets the call for Baltimore, 321 ERA, 352 expected, 458 FIP. The high FIP, he's given up 19 home runs on the season, but 13 of them are solo shots, 26.5% strikeout rate, 5.6% walk rate, 184 batting average against. He did have a bad start at Yankee Stadium back in May, gave up five runs in five innings. He's only allowed 13 runs in his last six starts, and only 11 of them are earned. No more than two earned runs in his last six starts. So I gave some thought to trusting Wells and the Orioles here, uh, but you know it is a small ballpark, fly ball guy, warm day in the Bronx, so on and so forth. But if Wells appears to be surviving here, I think a good live betting opportunity because Felix Bautista and Yenier Cano, both just fine, uh, two all-star representatives for the Orioles. So no play pre-flop, but keep an eye on this one in-game where maybe you can get an opportunity to back the O's. Royals and the Twins. So this is a game that I gave a lot of thought to the over. And in fact, um, you know, confidence 
lacking for me, to say the least right now. I actually had it in the article as a play, and before posting, I deleted the play. I backspaced out the pick on this game. So we'll see what happens with it. We'll see if I made the right decision here with the Royals and the Twins. Twins, a massive favorite, not a big surprise. 225, 220, 230 in that range. Total predominantly eight and a half. DraftKings is nine. Admittedly, that was part of it for me as well. But it's Austin Cox and Joe Ryan here. For Austin Cox, 225 ERA, 471 expected, 372 FIP in 16 innings, one start, six relief appearances. The start was against the Guardians five days ago. Gave up four runs on four hits and walked four. Down in AAA, he had a 383 ERA, but a 681 FIP. Didn't miss a whole lot of bats down there in the minor leagues either. Now, one of the concerns I had about this one is that Austin Cox is left-handed, and the Twins have been terrible against lefties throughout the course of the season, and it's continued. They've not gotten any better here of late, but of course, Cleveland has also been really bad against lefties all year long, and they jumped all over Cox in that last start. So we'll see what happens here, but Joe Ryan goes for the Twins. Possible bounce-back spot for him. Gave up six runs in three innings to the Braves last time out. Gave up five home runs in that start, and I believe... It was five home runs in the first 10 plate appearances for the Braves in that one. He's now given up 13, nine of them in his last six starts. Gave up six runs to the Tigers three starts ago as well. So Ryan is struggling a bit here. It's going to be a good day for hitting in Minneapolis. Temps in the 90s, very humid, wind blowing out. These two bullpens with some concerns as well. Yoan Duran, the shutdown reliever for the Twins. He threw 34 pitches yesterday in a blown save effort had pitched back-to-back days, so he won't be available today. Uh, the Royals traded our oldest Chapman last week. He had been their most consistent and best reliever. So I thought about the over. I thought about the over nine at even money, um, You know, over eight and a half, minus 115 at some places as well. Thought about it, didn't take it, backspaced it, didn't lock in the bet. So we'll see what happens here with this one. But it was a pretty strong lean, I would say, on my card. One other game I don't have a play on, but we can talk about Angels and Padres. Padres, a $2 favorite out there. Total of eight for this one at Petco Park. It's Jaime Berea and Blake Snell. And I got to tell you, I have never seen Blake Snell be this good at any other point in his career. In his last seven starts, a .86 ERA, 198 FIP, 223 XFIP. 66 strikeouts in 42 innings against just 15 walks. He's had four straight double-digit strikeout games. And maybe the most impressive part of this run for Snell, he's gone at least six innings in six straight starts. This is a guy who's had major issues turning the lineup over, major issues with pitch efficiency because he's a guy that strikes out a lot but also walks a lot, a lot of deep counts for him. He's been remarkable here. Over his last seven starts, hard hit percentage under 25%, barrel rate around 5%, and it's not like he's faced a bunch of stiffs either. Nationals, Marlins, Cubs, and Rays, all teams that have spent time in the top 10, even top 5, in performance against lefties, faced the Rockies at Coors, the Giants, the Pirates. So this is a guy who's faced a pretty good slate of opponents and been dominant in the process. Now, Jaime Berea has been a little bit shaky of late here, but look, he went 10 days between appearances last time out, and he gave up 
five runs to the White Sox, seven hits, three homers. My issue with him is he's not striking anybody out anymore. Six strikeouts in his last 68 batters faced, five homers, 11 barrels in that span. When in your last four appearances, you've allowed almost as many home runs as strikeouts, that's a bad thing. So, you know, that's something that worried me with Berea today. Uh, maybe he's better today. And of course, you know, Petco Park really suppresses offense. So I guess that's part of it, but couldn't do anything with that game. But I still thought uh, it was worth mentioning here on the program. All right. Julio Tehran's regression continues. He's now giving up six runs uh, into the top of the third. So, yeah, um, probably won't be a whole lot of value in going against him going forward as the market will adjust to Julio Tehran's performance. All right, so let's get to the three plays that I do have for today. They are all Moneyline favorites. We start down in South Florida, the Cardinals and the Marlins. It'll be Miles Michaelis and Braxton Garrett in this one. Garrett and the Fish up to $1.40 favorite, total of eight in this one. How good has Braxton Garrett been this season? 353 ERA, 414 expected, 329 FIP. His expected ERA is high because he's given up a lot of hard contact, but he's one of those ground ball Bryce Elder-ish types of dudes where gives up a lot of hard contact, but it's mostly been on the ground. He's not walking guys. He's not giving up a whole lot of home runs. He gave up 11 runs on 14 hits and four and a third on May 3rd against the Braves. In his other 14 starts and relief appearance, he's given up 22 total runs in 77 innings. In 10 starts since getting blown up by the Braves, 244 ERA, 258 FIP. And in fact, if you look at his last nine starts, 198 ERA, 243 FIP. Uh, the hard hit percentage kind of is what it is, but it's on the ground. Ground ball rate, 49.1%. Excellent strikeout rate, almost 28%. Low walk rate. Kind of Framber Valdezian, Bryce Eldery, kind of that kind of thing. Miles Michael is here. 444 ERA, 524 expected, 403 FIP, 99 and a third. Low strikeout rate, low walk rate as well, but... He's given up a lot more hard contact of late here this season. Uh, he's pitched better since coming out of the World Baseball Classic, but still had a tough time in June. 607 ERA, 426 FIP, just 12 strikeouts in 29 and two-thirds, 43% hard hit percentage in that span. Seems like he's kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch. Again, Garrett's been terrific. Again, Garrett should get more strikeouts, fewer balls in play. Um, the Marlins, look, maybe they're just good. You know, I mean, you look at them on the season. They're one and nine against Atlanta. They've been outscored 83 to 29 by the Braves in those 10 games. They are 47 and 28 against everybody else. And their Pythagorean win loss, their base runs numbers, all of that. They are largely impacted by what's happened in those 10 games against Atlanta. So maybe this team is just good. But I laid the actually got minus 130, minus 135 for the article. But it is minus 140 now. But I still think it's worth a play with the Marlins over the Cardinals. Next up here, we head to Cleveland, Atlanta and Cleveland. It's Bryce Elder and Gavin Williams in this one. Williams, of course, the rookie, three starts, not, well, two starts into his major league career. And he's been fine, but he's also faced the A's and the Royals. So he hasn't allowed a barrel yet. He's only allowed nine hard hit balls, but he's not really getting a lot of swing and miss. Just a 9.1% swinging strike percentage in two starts against a couple of the league's worst offenses at making contact. Now he faces the Braves who have the best offense in baseball. It's not even close. 
So this is a massive step up in class for Williams. If he does well, good for him. I mean, being a Guardians fan, that would be great. But it's a huge step up in class going from the A's and the Royals to the Braves. For Bryce Elder, the left on base percentage is a little bit high, but I'll say this. His hard hit percentage is coming down. And over his last four starts, his hard hit percentage is just 24.3%. A lot of ground balls, still getting swinging strikes, even though the strikeout percentage is down here of late. But I think Elder is just a guy that's hard to score off of. And all those ground balls, definitely a big part of it. Um, And something else, too, about this game. Even if, let's say that Williams shoves and pitches really well and maybe Elder's a little bit shaky, this Cleveland bullpen is a mess again. Trevor Steffen does not look sharp. Emmanuel Class A is not sharp either. Both guys threw 27 pitches yesterday if called upon. Sam Hentges, who's probably looked the best out of the Cleveland bullpen, he's worked for the last five days, so I think he's only used in case of emergency. I think the Braves have a deeper bullpen. I think they have other advantages in this series, along with being a vastly better offensive team. And I think Brian Snicker is just, frankly, a better manager than Terry Francona. So laid the price with the Braves here, minus 140 on Elder. Shop around, you might find it a couple of cents better, but I do think the Braves a little bit cheap today against Gavin Williams and Cleveland. And then finally, another favorite here, the Mariners and the Giants. And this was one where I did some extra digging, and I will tell you, you can find this price better at other places in the market. Giants minus 140 is what DraftKings has, total of seven. Um, But look, a few things here about this one. So Brian Wu, all right, 437 ERA, 246 expected, 298 FIP, 22 and two-thirds in five starts, gave up six runs to the Rangers, and he's only allowed five earned runs total in his other four starts. But a couple of things here. First of all, lefties have a 412 average, 459 on base, 794 slugging, 523 Woba, and 37 plate appearances. He's been dominant against righties. But his other starts in terms of righty versus righty plate appearances, Angels, White Sox, Yankees, Nationals. The Angels are sixth in number of plate appearances that are righty, righty. Yankees, seventh. White Sox, fifth. Nationals, 28th. Lefties hit Woo very, very well in the minor leagues last season. They had 95 plate appearances, 338 average, 442 on base, 588 slugging. The Giants are fifth in number of left-handed batters versus right-handed pitcher plate appearances. They're 11th in Woba, 114 WRC+. So the Giants, by virtue of having left-handed bats in the lineup, and they should get back Lamont Wade and Michael Conforto here today, I think they actually have a good chance against Wu. So this is one where I did a little bit more digging and noticed this platoon split thing for Wu, where in three of his last four starts where he's been good, He's faced a lot of righties, and that plays right into his hand. That won't happen today, as long as the Giants are a little bit healthier, and they should be. Wade pinch hit was a defensive replacement yesterday. Conforto, they were kind of targeting a Monday return anyway. So that should be good for the Giants' offense in this matchup against Wu. Then you've got Logan Webb, 343 ERA, 365 expected, 355 FIP. Yeah, he was a little bit rocky last time on against the Blue Jays and also struggled a little bit against the Diamondbacks in his start prior to that. But those are two top five caliber offenses against righties. That is not the case for the Mariners. The Mariners strike out a ton. They don't walk much, or, well, they do walk a lot, but Webb doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. 
I think this is a bad matchup for Seattle. And I think it's a better matchup for the Giants than what this line implies. So I laid it with the Giants. Minus 140 for the article. Again, you can find minus 130, minus 135 out there. Shop around, as always, for the best price. But those are the three plays I got for today. The Marlins over the Cardinals, the Braves over the Guardians, and then finally, the Giants over the Mariners. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Have a safe 4th of July holiday if you don't catch tomorrow's show. If you do, I will echo the same thing. Uh, but, you know, designated driver, if you're going to a cookout, make sure the fireworks don't go off in someone's direction. But uh, also, you know, hey, enjoy the day off. Enjoy all the baseball and all of that. So I'll talk to you again tomorrow with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.